Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of Mainstream Boy. I'm your host Jonathan and today I'm joined by none other than our pal Spencer and our very first special guest, Pistol Pete on the Beat. Check him out on SoundCloud. Join us this week as we take a deep dive into the unexpected sequel Borat Subsequential Movie Film with the insanely talented Sasha Baron Cohen. You're not, so, like, what would you say is the last movie you saw? In the oh, man, that's a good question, yeah. Considering we're in a worldwide it's pandemic, a it's probably... Dude, I don't even remember the last movie I saw. Like, holy <laughs> shit. I think... I honestly... God oh, damn. Oh, I do okay. actually. I, do, I remember now. It was... Yeah, I remember. I didn't ask you. <laughs> I know, I'm not going to say Let me see. Um, okay, cool. Dude, honestly, <laughs> it's going to take, like, a freaking bl- brain blast for me to remember that. It'll probably... I'll, it'll, I'll probably remember it within you, like 10 Maybe minutes, it wasn't the know? last one. It's just going to come to me randomly. All right. Well, the podcast will be over by then. But uh, for me, it was The Invisible Man. <laughs> I never saw that in theaters. No. I rented it when it came no. out because, yeah, yeah. That was one of the first yeah. movies to get released early because of the pandemic. So I rented it when it came out to On Demand because it released like four weeks oh, after yeah. its first theater drop. Like It was the number one movie in the box office. And then it came to Apple and it's a, it's a good movie, though, but... Yeah, yeah. It kind of, kind of at the end, I was like, "That's what you're gonna do," but it was, it was clever. It was cute. Uh, but yeah, you know what? You know what I think's cuter? <laughs> Borat. What? He's he's pretty cute. Oh shit! <laughs> Damn, I feel like it would be a mistake if I didn't use that as a segue to uh, go into this week's film. But uh, yeah. I'm Jonathan. This is Mainstream Boy and those movie dudes podcasting. I believe this is our 16th or 15th episode. Uh, but I'm here joined by Spencer once again. And our first special guest, we've released 42 episodes. And we've yet to have a guest. Today we have X-Flip Pistol Pete on the beat from SoundCloud. We went to college with him. He lived a few doors down. He's a great guy. He makes all our music. Uh, he loves drinking 40 racks and Colt 45s. Um, God, what else do you like? Maybe Bombay? No, that's Mikey. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, but you know he's been in my fantasy league for five years. Uh, he's just a, a good old fashioned badass pistol Pete on the beat. So, uh, yeah, but yeah, he's gonna join us today for Mainstream Boy talking about Borat. Just because I remember in conversation back in the day, he was like, "Yeah, Borat's my favorite movie." Maybe that was just a dream, but. Wouldn't I think doubt it. Happened. I would definitely. I can see myself saying <laughs> Pretty sure that, that it did is happen. Top, definitely top five. No, I definitely, definitely remember said that in a drunken stupor or something. Because I feel like we that was the only thing that we knew how to like talk to people about was just movies. So we just went around <laughs> yeah, asking okay. like literally everybody on our floor, just like, "Hey, what's your favorite movie?" And yeah, I definitely movies? remember Borat Weird. being the the conversation. Yeah, Borat is just you know I think it was so nostalgic at 2006 all of us at that time were like boy it was such a huge pop phenomenon but uh yeah every every week me and spencer we we uh we watch the new release movies we grab a big fat ass bucket of popcorn uh some mountain dew some snow caps take our pants off sit down on the couch open the recliner and watch new release movies of that week and then we get together on zoom and talk about them so you guys can listen to it on the car on your way to work at the gym however the hell you want and uh yeah Unfortunately, 
nowadays. We don't have movies come out in theaters, but we get to watch them at home. And this week, we had Borat's subsequential movie film from 2020 on Amazon Prime. So, uh, yeah, the original Borat came out in 2006. I don't think I saw it in theaters because I was 11. <laughs> so... As far as I know, I probably watched it at home, and I remember watching a lot of offensive, risque, sexualized films with my parents. I think I watched Zack and Mary make a porno with my mom. What the fuck? Um, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> That's I, so I, uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I think I remember it was just a very vague memory, but I was in, we were on a trip. I, we were in a hotel room. We put it on. She fell asleep, and I was scarred for life. Um. But yeah, I, my parents were very. They, I'm an only child. We all know that, and I was no, allowed to pretty much watch whatever I want. So, or I was one of those movies, and I think all of us got around to it eventually. But uh, what are what are your guys's kind of backgrounds with with Borat? I'll start with I'll start with Pete. I'm gonna start with Pete because he's new. Hi, hey, Pete. John. Uh, thanks for having me. So, uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah no Borat for me uh, became a uh, funny joke around uh me and my buddies to do the voice of course you know the famous voice and all the lines you can't argue with the one-liners he's got while definitely that nice <laughs> exactly like all those <laughs> so classic yeah i think borat you know i think at the time when everybody thought they were cool in middle school or at the time maybe even elementary school Borat was just the thing, you know what I mean? You just you go around being really <laughs> offensive, not realizing what you're saying because the whole movie <laughs> is him shitting on Jewish people and saying the Holocaust was a good thing. So, coming from Peter who is Jewish, how do you feel about that? <laughs> Obviously offensive, you know? I mean, it's offensive, it's an offensive joke. I mean, I try not to really get offended yeah. by anything. But uh but it's well, just did you know that Sacha Baron how... Cohen is Jewish? Exactly. So, well, you know, he's just yeah. like, just... he's uh, yeah. very sarcastic. So I take it with a grain of salt, he you is. know? He is, and he builds, brings it into his like... characters. But, uh... but, you know, when I first saw Borat, uh, it was definitely when it was out on DVD. Um, but I was definitely far too young to have uh, watched it. And it was at a friend's house, of course, and I think his older brother was watching it, and then we came into the room like, oh, what's this? Oh, Borat. Like, we've heard, like, the one-liners, of course, and everyone, like, doing the voice. Uh, it was iconic at that point. So we watched it, and then, of course, the friend's mom walked in on the scene of, like, the naked wrestling with them, like, running through, like, the hotel lobby oh, chasing each other. And she was like, turn this off immediately. <laughs> So I had to, we had to turn it off, and then eventually, I think a couple of days later, like we just went and got the DVD and watched it again, or just watched it from start to finish. And yeah, I mean, obviously at that age and that maturity, it's just it's just hilarious. Um, but I actually had to rewatch it because it's been since that time since I've seen it, and over the years, I just feel like so many people have regarded this movie as just iconic and uh, just, I mean, one of the funniest movies of all time. Like that's it got an Oscar nomination for best screenplay. Like what? <laughs> it's ridiculous, yeah. And it's like wow. it's it's scripted comedy but with also like real situations and real people. And it's just interesting that the Academy recognized that as like a best screenplay material. Uh it's astonishing actually. It's crazy. I mean, it's just a <laughs> testament to show how like uh creative you can be and still get recognized. This type of filmmaking is is truly a feat. I mean like 
for instance, Sasha Baron Cohen got arrested over a hundred times during the filming of the original Borat. <laughs> right, hundred um, times. People just kept like, calling the cops. FBI... This Middle Eastern person is just running around the streets like terrorizing An ice cream everyone. <laughs> yeah. People were clearly uncomfortable, yeah. terrified. This was only a couple years after nine eleven. I mean, of course, people are very concerned seeing this guy just going around America, pretty much just <laughs> badgering Pamela Anderson. <laughs> It's terrible. Um, but yeah, I can see why this came, kind of became a comedic phenomenon. And, you know, now we're lucky enough to have a sequel kind of uh, we're almost 14 years later. It's crazy. But uh, yeah, I'd like to say we're lucky to have it, a second one, obviously. But at this time, I think he dropped it at a perfect time. Oh, yeah. I mean, I that was did. the 100% of the uh, intention was to drop it before the election because this movie was filmed in secret. I mean, it started in late 2019 and then resumed during the pandemic, like through June and July and like wrapped principal photography in like early September. And they just fast tracked yeah. it, turned around and tried to release <laughs> it directly before the election. So, yeah, it was all it was all intentional. I got to give it to him. Clearly. <laughs> He's a troll. Um, yeah, it's. <laughs> It had already made its way on a Saturday Night Live. I was just watching a skit uh, where they made fun of Rudy Giuliani. So, uh, yikes. Oh, yeah. Um, Can't believe that. But, uh, yeah, basically, or, I guess this film does take years for, uh, take place 14 years after. Yeah. Um, Borat is kind of in a prison camp for some reason. He's been sentenced to life in uh, hard, for hard labor in Kazakhstan. And uh, basically, he... Uh, Gets the mission to go to America and deliver a monkey to Mike Pence as a present. How this movie starts out is very strange. Um, but he ends up kind of just shipping his daughter around America and trying to familiarize her with how American girls are supposed to act. And then give her as a gift to Mike Pence. So that's pretty much the basis of the movie. Um, it has an 84% critical rating on Rotten <laughs> Tomatoes. Which I was actually surprised with this day and age in 2020. Yeah. You know, I, I thought that maybe it just wouldn't be received as well as um, in the 2006 film just because of how offended people get nowadays. Uh, but no, it, it does end up having a good message at the end. So um, 7.1 on IMDb, directed by Jason Wooliner, uh, who's done a lot of uh, Parks and Rec, SNL, and most notably, he did a few episodes of Nathan For You, which is kind of similar comedy where he just kind of goes into local businesses and makes people feel very uncomfortable for comedic reasons and i love it so i think he's kind of the perfect director for something like this <laughs> and it is it has sasha baron cohen playing borat and uh maria baklova who is a bulgarian, just a bu bulgarian actress. actress yeah um and she Tutra. plays his daughter so yeah and that, that's pretty much the only people yeah, in this movie Tutra. other than a few uh you know people playing themselves and a cameo that i i don't want to ruin if people uh haven't seen it so what about uh, what were your initial thoughts on the film, Peter? When you you kind of you got right, into my it, initial you, thoughts, nostalgia was back. My initial for you, thoughts were, like, were honestly like, this one seems so fake. For some reason, compared to the older one, it seemed like it seemed like, like everyone was an actor. Until he got to America, I think they definitely are actors. Yeah. <laughs> in in the opening, you know, twenty thirty minutes of the movie, that that's all scripted, like normal movie, and then. You know, he has the interviews with these random people, and that's all regular Wait, Borat. Wait, so you're telling so. me Borat isn't a real person? You would think, because Sasha Baron Cohen, like, didn't break character for, like, 
five days straight with those like conspiracy theorists. Uh, and, Insane, like, dude. Uh, logging that is astonishing. House or whatever, yeah. where the cabin. Oh they were yeah, like in, uh, during like the quarantine. I don't know. See, that was the he thing. He did a character like, for five days. I, I couldn't really tell about that. You know, it's like compared to like the the first one. I felt like like running around on the street and doing sh- stuff like that. And I don't know. It seemed like way. My it biggest, seemed way yeah. realer. And I I don't know, but I could be wrong. I could just. And I also thought though a lot of them, and I did like some research on it, right? And then because I was like, what the heck is like real here? And he did a lot of pranks, got arrested, like as you said. That you know, it's just like. So a lot of it's real. It's just a mix. It's a, quite the work of art. It's definitely yeah. a mix because they they mix in like the story of the oh movie yeah. I mean, obviously, like, kind of the story is like revelations written, of accepting yeah, his daughter yeah, exactly. and whatnot. But I didn't think like everything was real. Then you know? they just exploit politicians <laughs> but that is like so. so weird about this movie it's like it's such a weird blend of like a narrative like with like a feature mixed with like documentary style mixed with like staged pranks like it's kind of right. just like a mishmash of like like going down like a youtube rabbit hole all with like borat being your host but i guess one of my biggest complaints with this movie was because i had just watched the first borat where like it's borat from start to finish and he's hilarious and it's his, it's his adventure through uh, the US and A. Uh the second one I mean it's because it was fast tracked and kind of rushed like it, this movie was announced three and a half weeks ago and no one even knew this movie was going to come out until three and a half weeks ago. So it was so right. quickly rushed and trying to be released before the election that almost kind of hurt the movie and also him um being in disguise as like other characters it just kind of felt like a, a Sasha Baron Cohen project but they wanted to throw Borat in the marketing to get people to watch it. Because the, there was times where like I kind of forgot that it was a Borat movie. It just seemed like one of his like stage pranks that he does with his like Showtime show. It's just like, uh, what is America or something? Where he just like pranks politicians and stuff like that. Like He kind of took that premise of his Showtime show, which was very highly acclaimed, and then wanted to tell this story slash message using Borat to get the viewership but also kind of just showing a political message and releasing it before the election. So, like, that kind of just didn't work so much, like, as a movie overall. Like, the first one is, like, so iconic, and that's its own thing. This one was kind of just like, oh, yeah, hey, remember Borat? And he's got, like, another message. (laughs) Like, it didn't really seem like an actual sequel, I guess. Mm. I see what you're saying. I I think that just because Borat... Over the years, he's still so recognizable. I mean, he literally goes into a costume shop, and his costume is there from the movie. Right. It's like yeah. there, he has no way around it um, just because it's so iconic at this point. But I, I think he made it work for the most part. Like, he, he is in disguise, like, 80% of the movie. It was a good middle section where he was like kind of like a fat, uh, long-haired kind of guy. Um, and Like, everywhere he went. Yeah, like that yeah. was it was him as that guy for I don't know maybe twenty minutes. Like that's what I'm saying. Like to the point was like, oh yeah, it's Borat. <laughs> like when he took the thing off, I was like, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, but I, I think there's enough of Borat. Like there, there were there's definitely those Borat scenes where I, you know, when he keeps going back to the, uh, the UPS guy to fax stuff. Oh yeah, PMS <laughs> and yeah that and Postal just making that service. that guy so genuinely uncomfortable so <laughs> you feel so bad for these people but they just like it's funny at first then it's uncomfortable then it's like oh my god can this please just end but then it's also <laughs> like how much are they in on the joke too and like how much are they aware of it 
That's what I I'm always think... like questioning too, with some of these scenes. Never yeah. know. Same. Because I, the I one thing I did read yeah. like at the, the synagogue when he's like one of the one of the most shocking joke. I mean, of the whole thing was like I so I couldn't kill myself, so I went to a synagogue because I was waiting for the next mass shooting. Holy right. shit! What a stretch of a joke. But like, and then he shows up as this like most like racist portrayal of a Jewish person in the world and then sits down with a Holocaust survivor. Uh, they had to tell her that, that, that she, to, to be in on the joke. And I guess she was like totally okay with it, which was good, but obviously they didn't play it as that. So that, I guess that kind of brings me to the question again is like how, how much of the supporting cast around Borat were really actors for hire or like real people. I mean, I think you can tell from their reactions for the most part. Yeah. Like, like people what, walking for by, instance gotta be like yeah Trump, that the, and like when he's when he's like getting the dresses for his daughter that woman had no idea the guy in the makeup store with the lipstick that guy had no fucking idea yeah <laughs> you know the, synagogue it's, it's the guy person, in the i heard the, there's uh, a controversy about it actually did you read about that well listen to this it's like her family sued borat i think because apparently they uh, didn't um, oh really think she like agreed to be in the film Right, but she passed away okay. before the film was released. Oh, yeah. Oh, I did they not did dedicate the movie to her at the end. Actually, if you saw that. Oh they, no, I did not. Did, I did not yeah. know any of this. I I just saw this in the IMDb trivia. That's crazy. Yeah, this was listed where she passed away kind of gotcha. soon after. Um, well, that's interesting. Sad, okay. but they yeah. did dedicate the movie, so it, you know it's oh, it's all in. So yeah, after I read that, I was like, I all guess, right, so like they are a bunch of this stuff people. is real, you know? <laughs> it's like. Damn. You know, if that happened and like, yeah, that's documented. Well, yeah, I mean, put it in that perspective, sure, yeah. Or, but you also can't believe everything that you read on the internet, I guess. But seems like a fact. <laughs> I think she's dead, though. <laughs> Rest your soul. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um. Yeah, I think this film is definitely it. It teeters on the edge of being just completely offensive and in so many ways, but it benefits from the fact that this isn't the first time this is coming out. This character's been out before. Like most people understand that this is it's a joke. It's not. It's not meant to be taken completely seriously, but uh, there's definitely, I'd say, like, 50-60% of the movie, I I didn't laugh. Like, the jokes that maybe you would have laughed at back in 2006, you don't really laugh at now, where um, they're just saying that women can't drive, and women can't do this and that, and she sleeps in a cage, and it's like, oh my god, this is just awful. <laughs> Indeed. I mean, it's shock value humor. That's what a lot of it is. is. A lot uh, of it is, yeah. And, but for also, I mean, to be fair, I mean, for all the jokes that do fall flat, I mean, there's plenty of jokes that do fall flat. There are a couple of, like, really good stingers that are like, that was a good joke, and, like, that actually did make me laugh out loud. But it definitely wasn't as consistent as the first movie, without a doubt. Yeah, that that movie was just, I mean, at least from what I remember, because it's been so long, was just one after another after another, and that movie just... just... I don't know. Does it stand the test of time, Spencer, or not quite? I mean, rewatching it, it was so much fun to revisit. Uh, I yeah. did miss his uh, Armenian sidekick friend, like the really, the fat guy that was well, his like, was producer. Well, he no, they said that he like they killed him for his crimes and like they made like a chair out of his chair. skin. Yeah, <laughs> like what the yep. fuck? That was but, the first what the fuck moment of the movie, I think. And also, like I was also <laughs> reading about it. Uh, they're like throughout the whole first borat movie um borat and the armenian producer like speak completely different languages 
to each other. Yeah. And they just they just pretend like they know what they're saying. And same in this movie with the with his daughter. Uh he was speaking Kazakhstan whatever Hebrew. and she was Hebrew. Yes. Yeah, and yeah, uh, she's she, not even <laughs> speaking Kazakhstan's language. He's speaking yeah, Hebrew. Yeah, okay, he's speaking Hebrew <laughs> and she was speaking Bulgarian. But that's just to show how stupid Americans are because they're not going to notice the difference. <laughs> like that's exactly. just like a brilliant joke that just probably went over so many people's heads. Uh, especially all the conservative Rudy Giuliani supporters that uh, are in this movie. So, well, I mean, yeah, sure, get into yeah. that, but oh, we will not. I, I'm not, but this isn't a this isn't a political podcast. But uh, you know, this movie does go out of its way to show that. Oh yeah, I was gonna ask. Like, <laughs> you think some politicians think they, are disgusting? Um, rushed it to try to release before the election. That was the I think 100. percent um, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because but, Sasha Baron Cohen really does not like Trump at all. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, and he's very, very that. political, and he really wants to expose oh, like, the very okay, yeah, far yeah. right and how dangerous. Like, I guess the he wanted to expose him for yeah for um, using Rudy Giuliani, section of America is. Yeah, I mean, he's just he's just stretching to really like expose that there are some very like fucked up people still here in this country. Um, and it's just his way of doing it. I mean, during that scene, he was wearing a bulletproof vest and apparently he said that he was like absolutely terrified to do the joke because he like, he literally feared for his life. I mean, you look, you saw in the scene, there's people standing around with like firearms and whatnot. Yeah. And they're singing these like disgusting songs. It's like, it's so horrific to, to know that that exists and like people think that it's like a celebration and it it's really fucked up and he it's just his way of showing uh that side of things and um show just expressing it through comedy which is like a very controversial thing and that's why it's so controversial i think he uh he definitely made a statement with this movie with the scenes with mike pence just the look on his face mike pence face i've never seen someone more disgusted with i watched anything that in my i watched life. that actual what did he um, yell again live not well not live but i went back and watched like the replay of his speech uh before this movie came out because in that trailer it showed him interrupting that oh, thing okay. i'm like oh i want to see that actually happen in like real time uh the camera only stays on mike pence's face but like he does like he he really tries so hard to ignore it and like he doesn't yeah. really acknowledge it whatsoever he does look when he sees like commotion because like, you do hear people kind of like uh like chatter and someone yell but he does go right back to his like rehearsed speech and his lies so like talking about how there's 15 covid cases and it's nothing to worry about and they that. Have yeah. Pr- yeah they have plans and uh, it was, it, it was <laughs> terrible but um it they did edit it in the movie to make it more dramatic of course and to make it more impactful and yeah it's pretty funny they definitely shut it down really what quick. What did he yell uh, again? What did he moment. yell? Like, Mike Pence, uh, like, I, I have a gift for you, and it's his daughter <laughs> over his shoulder. like, like And he's dressed oh, as Oh, right, right. It's, that was at that. Okay. I can't believe Which, This is did. so much closer to the Jeffrey Epstein situation, too. Well, so and he spent, apparently like, he spent five hours in a bathroom stall waiting for Mike Pence to get on stage. Like five just hours, you say? Like, the live performances. Yeah, I mean, he was at this convention to this, this speak this... uh event because in the movie he goes in and you see him change into the trump costume yeah but in real life he was wearing that under the kkk uniform the whole time oh, wow. so uh they filmed that afterwards to make it look like it but right yeah and the, the dedication event, is real yeah he spent five yeah. hours in that stall like as it's ready to go savage like, oh my god i just can't believe it. i don't 
I don't even think that's the craziest scene in the movie. It's the Rudy Giuliani scene by far. It's it's Rudy Giuliani. Do you know Rudy Giuliani, Pete, and how he's like one of Trump's biggest supporters? Yeah, he was a. He used to be the uh, yeah a mayor. Didn't he? Wasn't he like the mayor of New York? I think he was. He was definitely a mayor of something or senator. He ran for president at one point. To be uh, honest, but... this was my first time even hearing his name. Uh, was oh, the, really? surrounding okay. this film. I I really don't pay attention to this the shit. Um, but that's what Sasha Baron Cohen is so famous for doing and so good at doing is exposing politicians and well and just well just setting the bait and wh- whoever will bite he'll like eat it he's right got up. you like he's got yeah. you yeah and he'll do it to so many he did it to dick cheney uh he's done it to um i mean i, I don't know countless politicians and famous people uh and gotten to do ridiculous things on camera uh and that's just what he's so good at doing yeah and that's what makes this movie way more than just a mockumentary it's truly like a political statement a way to expose people it's and that's not how the original borat was that was definitely more played for comedy but this was this was this was definitely different uh just with with Borat as the headliner, but I liked it. <laughs> I'm gonna let uh, Peter. Why don't you kind of give your your final thoughts on the movie? Like what you like, what you didn't like. Mm. What do you think? Final thoughts were that you know plot was uh there was more of a plot. You know it was kind of nice. It was a uh, slightly heartwarming. You know by the end of it, plus hilarious jokes. I would say I enjoyed it. I'm a Borat fan. Pretty much all I got, honestly. What would you uh, what would you give this from uh in a grade scale from uh from one to five? I'd go with a four out of five, probably. Five out of five would be tough, you know. Oh Damn. nice. Can't 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 say it's a five yeah, out of five. Yeah, I would agree. We don't get many five out of fives on this show, like at all. No. So. Not on mainstream no. boy. Four out of five though, that's respectable. That's a good grade. Yeah. Uh I'm not going to clock in that high just because I wish it was more, I don't know, less so political statement, less so of his like Showtime show and more so of a true Borat sequel because it didn't, I don't know, there were times where it really did feel like it was a Borat sequel and then it just definitely felt like it was Sasha Baron Cohen doing his thing, Um, which is always funny and it's entertaining, but I am going to go three out of five. I do think it's entertaining and it's funny. Um but it's definitely nowhere near as iconic and as good, I think, as the first. That just remains as its own. Yeah, I think I got to agree with you on that. I think that this movie, it goes there and makes the statements that it wants to make, but it, it definitely strays from its roots a little bit where it's just, it gets very real at times and very uncomfortable on a very real level. Right. That uh, uh, it, It's just different from what we're used to. But there's definitely scenes that are extremely funny and definitely scenes that are so far sexualized and uncomfortable and disgusting that <laughs> like are way worse than two like, Georgia show. Oh my fucking god, <sighs> dude. That scene <sighs> I've been in Macon, Georgia. It's crazy, dude. Really? Like they <laughs> Yeah. First of all, the it's people weird. who were there to, for that it's so weird dude no dude i had a photograph a pageant show and i've never been to a pageant show but they're so was popular like down in south and it's just these it's high school seniors like all dressed up um and they go to the stage everyone take everyone stands behind on, on like bleachers and they come forward to the mic and they're like my name's this i'm going to college for this and my daddy and my mommy do this for me and like 
I, like being up here from New England, I'm like, what is what the fuck is going on? And like, so like all like, the high school seniors, like the boys and the girls, were all like so into it and they loved it. Some are very nervous, of course, uh, but I, it was just a whole different uh, um, culture that I'm I'm used to seeing. And that scene was so much like that too, of just like these, you know. Yeah, and I almost think the worst part about that scene was not even just how his daughter was was bleeding on the dance floor, but the the parent that said he would buy her for $500 in front of his daughter. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck is this movie? Fucking hell, dude. It's just, he exposes people and it's it's disgusting, but it it shows the reality. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. It's like, is that an actor? Like, it has to be an actor because no way a real person would say that. Like, come on, please. Uh, <laughs> oh, I fucking hope so, but <laughs> Jesus, maybe it'll all come out that it was all fake. Let's let's uh, pray. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it was definitely. A, it was it was it's a, <laughs> it's a good movie. It, it it's it's definitely something unique, and you have to give mad props to Sasha Baron Cohen for being able to pull something like this off, and the risks that he takes for, for the statements he wants to make. It's quite something. Uh, so I, I'd go three and a, three out of five again. I I think that that's solid. Um, but yeah, I don't think I can get it up any higher than that. Right. Yep. There yeah. you go. I feel you guys. Very yeah. nice. <laughs> Very nice. My name is Borat. <sighs> a little bit less of that. A little bit more of fuck Rudy Giuliani, I guess. But <laughs> holy shit. Uh, Spencer. What? We got a little something coming out for uh those movie dudes this coming week, don't we? This Halloween, uh, we're talking about the Evil Dead franchise, so just pay attention to those movie dudes podcast. Oh, okay, you can open up a little. Beer I really genuinely couldn't wait. Jim and me, 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 me. All right, whatever. Um, anyways, we're gonna be talking about the Evil Dead franchise: Evil Dead One, Evil Dead Two, Army of Darkness, and the Evil Dead remake that came out in 2013. That is our Halloween exclusive episode of those movie dudes. Uh, so pay attention to that coming out this Saturday. Yeah, and uh, I don't know what we're watching next week on Mainstream Boy. Spencer, do you know? I think the Craft remake comes out on VOD, and uh, the what? The Craft remake. It's about witch witches and stuff. Eighty nineties film called The Craft or Whoa. early two thousands. Um, All right, never seen it, but there's a remake from Blumhouse that comes out on demand, and then obviously uh, your film that you're going to be watching that I will not be watching called holiday. <gasps> That's all. Oh yeah. Okay. So definitely holiday. We're going to no, be talking I'm about, uh, I'll be, that, t- maybe so. it'll just be just me and Pete, but, uh, just you and Pete. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Pete? Is there anything, uh, you know, you want to plug you, maybe your SoundCloud, maybe something. Yeah. Yo, X flip on SoundCloud. Y'all already know. Co-visit. You know, it, got bro. the hottest new beats. Oh man. I got to sample some Borat on there. Oh man. Well, Pete, Thank you for joining us. No problem, Doc. Thank you for having me. Hopefully we can have you again sometime. Yeah. Really appreciate it. And Spencer, thanks for coming back for the 16th time on Mainstream Boy. <sighs> yep. Another day, another dollar, huh? Holy shit. Well, well, lack of money coming <laughs> in, but maybe someday. Uh, <laughs> thanks again, guys, for listening. Uh, you know, Keep up with our podcast feed. Leave us a review. All that fun stuff. Get us to 500 followers by the end of 2020, or we might have to just end this operation altogether. Uh, Thanks for listening to Mainstream Boy. Make sure to head over to our Instagram and follow us if you haven't already. We're trying to get to 500 followers by the end of 2020, so if you enjoyed the show, spread the word. Stay safe this Spooktober and wash those fucking hands.